It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball fanatics. I got the Hitman in the house. You guys can find him, pregame Hitman. And I got Dan Rivera with me. You guys can get him at Dan Rivera 228. You can find us at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go, guys. NBA restart. We finally got the NBA back in action. I'm super happy about that. We're going to talk about a free play that involves the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets. But before we do that, I want to ask you guys some questions. You know, what you saw in the first two games of the NBA restart. We had the Pelicans play, Lakers and Clippers. They went ahead and played. Hitman, I'm going to throw to you first. What is one of the things that you noticed with the NBA restart that you know may have been different from normal regular season to what you've seen with this restart? Yeah, so one of the first things that I looked at is that the player props, we need to be really careful about betting overs. And case in point is tonight, you have Zion Williamson open at 21 and a half-ish for his over-under. And everyone's thinking that he's going to play and everything. And he did play, but they said he was on minute restriction. But obviously the books didn't think he was going to be on a big minutes restriction if his over-under is at 21 and a half. And what do you see? He only plays 15 minutes. And I could see this happening a lot in games, especially with teams that have stuff clinched up, like the Lakers, Bucks, any team that's locked into their seed as we get later into this. I think that you're going to start seeing some teams are going to play guys less and less minutes, and we're not going to get a great idea of when that's going to happen a lot of games. So I will bet some overs on player props, but for the most part, I'm going to be looking to bet a lot more unders during these eight games than I am overs on the props. I think that's great advice. You know, one of the things I noticed, at least for tonight, you know, I had Lonzo Ball under his points, rebounds, and assists. And one of the reasons I like that one was specifically for his points. You know, these outside shooters, I think those are going to be the guys that struggle the most. And Lonzo's a guy who... You know, he's been firing up a lot of threes this entire season. You know, that backdrop is completely different. It's a different venue. It's not one that they're used to. So I think those outside shooters are going to be at a pretty big disadvantage. So those are probably going to be the guys that I kind of target when I'm looking at those unders. That is pretty good advice there from the hitman. Dan, what have you noticed with the NBA restart as of right now? I know it's a small sample size of one and a half games, but I've noticed a lot more fouls being called. I looked this up before this podcast. The average amount of fouls per game before the shutdown was about 20.6. And that first game, there was 47 fouls called. And at halftime of this Lakers-Clippers game, we're up to 35. I don't think those foul numbers will stay that high, but I do expect the foul numbers overall to go up. You know, as you're talking about that, one of the things that I thought about, and look, we I think we've all played basketball in our lives at some point, but I've played you know, at a high school level, I played it even even at a little kid level where, you know, we didn't have fans in the in the crowd there. I mean, there was no way there. I mean, yeah, a couple of parents or whatever. But one of the things I think that the referees are probably going to have to deal with is, you know, it's a struggle for them, too. This is an adjustment for them where, you know, they go into, you know, where they have packed arenas at 20, 25,000 people. You know, they got Jay-Z and Beyonce sitting courtside and, and the teams are right there, right on top of them. And you have all the announcers and media. I mean, everybody's there. You know, it creates where, you know, you put 10 players on the court and you surround them with all these people. You know, it becomes an environment where you see a whole hell of a lot less and you hear a whole hell of a lot less. So if a guy goes down the lane and he's like, oh, or you hear that slap where it's, 
you know, the referees going to be like, oh, he fouled him, you know, whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised that we do see a little bit of an uptick in fouls. Maybe they'll dial it back if the games become, you know, kind of unwatchable in a sense. But look, this is a business at the end of the day. The longer you can drag a game out, more than likely go ahead and benefit the NBA in some type of way monetarily. But that's something we'll certainly go ahead and take a look at. You know, we're going to talk Rockets, Mavericks, and the big story coming out of Houston right now is the fact that Eric Gordon is not going to play. Hitman, who's going to replace him? What are you thinking about Gordon for this game? I'd definitely rather have him in the lineup than not. But uh, we're going to see a lot of Daniel House likely starting at the three, and his direct backup is going to be Ben McElmore. Not guys that are going to do much off the dribble, but just kind of what the Rocket system is. A lot of guys that could just shoot threes and hit them in the corners and hopefully Westbrook and Harden get some dribble penetration, kick it out to them, and they hit their shots. Now, you like the Rockets in this game, right? Yes, I did bet the Rockets plus one and a half, uh, even without Gordon. Here's what it basically comes down to is the Rockets on the NBA futures right now are about, you can find 17 to one on them to win the NBA championship. Dallas, you're looking at 45 to one. So the Rockets are the clear better team. We're, I mean, we're seeing that in the market clearly, clearly that this team is better than Dallas. So I understand that Gordon's not playing, but I just don't see how they can be an underdog on a neutral. The only thing that I could see as a potential reasoning for why they're going to be an underdog on a neutral is you're saying, well, they're not going to have much motivation because it's a regular season game. But the Rockets have come out and said that Harden's going to play 36, 38 minutes because they want to get him in shape for the playoffs. So I think we're going to see their starters play normal minutes. And we got the fact that there's a big game for the sixth seed and you don't want that seventh seed in the West because whatever team gets that seventh seed is likely playing the Clippers, which let's be honest, you much rather play whoever the three seed ends up being than the Clippers as the two seed. You know, let me interrupt you here real quick, Hitman. You know, I, I certainly agree with that point. I think there is incentive for the Rockets to win this game here and avoid a team like, you know, if they can avoid the Nuggets or they can avoid the Clippers, certainly that's going to help them out. I think that you know that they would obviously be eyeing, you know, the Thunder or the Jazz for certain. You know, if they can grab that four or five seed, that's certainly going to go ahead and help them out. And if you look at the Mavericks right now, sitting in the seventh seed, you know, where do they go? You know, I have a gut feeling they're going to play the Clippers or they're going to end up playing the Nuggets. You know, they're going to have to beat out the Thunder and the Jazz and the Rockets in order to go ahead and get that four or five seed. And I certainly think that that's going to be a, a tough hill to go ahead and climb. And as you mentioned, Hitman, you know, the fact that, Harden's probably going to play all these minutes, and I would certainly expect Westbrook to go ahead and play all those minutes. You know, those guys are veterans. I think the time off helps them, and the fact that, you know, those guys are just gym rats, I think that'll help their game uh, a whole hell of a lot more than a lot of people would expect. So, Hitman or Danny, we, we haven't really talked to Westbrook. Any any thoughts on Westbrook for, you know, the way he's going to approach this whole entire restart? You saw how Westbrook was playing. Ever since they got rid of Clint Capella – and they cleared out the paint for Westbrook with that five-out lineup where P.J. Tucker is just sitting in the corner. Westbrook has been playing like MVP Westbrook from the Thunder a few years ago. So I absolutely love the way Westbrook's playing. I love the way that Harden was playing, and I believe we're going to see big minutes from him. So, yeah, all over Houston. You know, one of the things I was thinking about, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, I think that the restart is going to suit somebody like Harden and Westbrook rather well. And let me go back to Gordon. And this is why I, I, I think this works well for, for Harden and Westbrook. Now I know, I know you don't want to have one of your starters out, 
But I just talked about this with Lonzo Ball in our intro is, you know, these guys who are just deep shooters that, that are that are shooting from the outside, you know, when they get into a new arena and they haven't really shot and played, you know, normal basketball, I think they're going to shoot terrible. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Pelicans lost tonight is because Lonzo Ball was like two for 13. He was shooting a bunch of shots from the outside and outside the paint and nothing would drop. I think there's a possibility, you know, that if Gordon plays because he's an outside guy, that, that that would actually hurt you know, the Rockets here. But what I like about Westbrook and Harden, those guys can get into the paint. That creates higher percentage shots. I don't have to rely on Harden and Westbrook bombing from the outside. Now, I'm sure Harden will be out there shooting his threes. But again, he, he's more of like a world-class type of talent. I, I, I think he's, you know, a little bit better than Alonzo Ball shooting from the outside and a little bit better probably than Gordon, you know, when it comes crunch time. Um, I think he'll he'll resort to, you know, shooting those threes when he really needs to. But if this is a game where it's back and forth, back and forth, I can see Westbrook and Harden attacking the basket and just getting a whole hell of a lot more higher percentage shots. And as Dan talked about, you know, with the fouls, you know, Harden and Westbrook, those are guys that get to the line. If I can get them to the line, that's going to be a comfortable place for them. There's not going to be any crowd noise. It's going to be them standing on the free throw line, draining free throws. And I think that will eventually go ahead and get them some separation in this game. That's a real quick sleepy. That's a great point about what you guys were saying about the free throws, because Harden's game is obviously reliant on, reliant on those free throws. And I also do think, even though I said earlier that we want to look unders on a lot of players with what I've been hearing about how they want to play Harden 36, 38 minutes, get him ramped up for the playoffs. I think that he is one of the only players that we actually can look at overs on, especially for tomorrow night. I love that. That's a great point. And if I'm looking at playing unders tomorrow for this particular game, it's going to be on on a lot of the Mavericks guys. You know, I think that there's guys on that team that really rely on their outside shooting. And and that's one thing that I'm looking at. And I'm I'm going to try to go ahead and fade that. I I think that that's certainly, you know, one way that I can look. And if there are rust factors going into this game, I think it is going to affect, you know, the shooters more than anything. And the Mavericks are going to have a whole hell of a lot more guys out there bombing away when you have Curry and Hardaway. Uh, and even Porzingis, you know, he's been moving further and further away from the basket um, throughout this entire regular season. So um, that's one thing I'm certainly banking on. I will be looking uh, to go ahead and play some player props. You guys can get at at my Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Damn. Harden and Westbrook free throw stats. This year, Harden is going to the line about 12 times a game and hitting about 86% of his free throws, while Westbrook goes in line about six and a half times per game and hitting about 78%. So we can be reliable on these guys and play the overs and their points because they're going to be going to the line a lot if we get a similar situation with the fouls like the other two games. All right, guys, so it sounds like we all pretty much agree here. Rockets plus the one is the play that we're going to make. So we'll make that one official, guys. We're going to take Rockets plus the one. We'll be back here shortly, I guess, with some more NBA stuff for you guys. You guys can always find us on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Pregame Hitman, Dan Rivera, 228, and at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Hope you guys do well. Hope you guys are enjoying the NBA and MLB action. We'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the games.